This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Recently, Elon Musk and a group of artificial intelligence experts and industry executives called for a six-month pause in developing systems more powerful than the OpenAI newly launched GPT-4. It was an open letter signed by many executives, academics as well, concerned about the impact of open artificial intelligence and the impact it could have on our entire information system. Uh, Many have been concerned, academics included as well, uh, and many of them certainly said, let's wait a while. The letter wasn't perfect. That the spirit is right, that we need to slow down until we better understand the ramifications of uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, And many have said that the big players already that are involved are being increasingly secretive of what they are doing. Joining me now to talk a little bit about the impact of open AI and what we've been seeing in society already is Andy Barrar, a tech and digital lifestyle expert at handyandymedia.com. Andy, thank you for joining us. My pleasure, Jazz. So I know Elon Musk, uh, you know, he's a polarizing figure, but what do you think about this letter? And it's an open letter, uh, but that we need to really slow down our move towards uh, open AI. What are your thoughts? Well, just a, let's look at ChatGPT, for example. That came out in November of 2022, and it just seems like it's been a big part of our lives ever since. It has just exploded and it's changing society so fast in fact that with chat gpt4 is about five times bigger than what chat gpt3 was and what they expect uh, jazz is by the end of the year when we get to chat gpt5 we might actually reach agi which is artificial general intelligence because if you've ever used chat gpt you know you still have to use these prompts and to get um, some type of response from it But what if the AI could actually create its own prompts for itself? And I think that's what artificial general intelligence really is. And that's what's got a lot of these experts worried because humanity might be at stake when this thing can actually run itself and we don't have the parameters to know what its exact intent is uh, in doing so. We had um, um, Dr. Saussier on uh, at 5 o'clock. Uh, she is the um, president of Vancouver Island University, Dr. Deborah Saussier. And we were talking a little bit about the impact of technology and and uh, especially our artificial intelligence. intelligence. Um, I was giving her an example of my 14-year-old son who signed up uh, for a summer class. And one of the things I noticed uh, when you're filling out the forms is to telling students you can't use chat GPT or any other artificial intelligence for, uh, you know, for essays and things of that sort. But the ramifications are so profound uh, in regards to not just our media, what we consume, the educational um, uh, environment, law. Uh, I mean, it, there, there isn't, there isn't going to be one industry, certainly a white collar jobs that won't be impacted by AI. Yes. And the biggest job right now in tech, Jazz, 
is uh, prompt engineers. And basically that is you just work with the AI and you're, you're prompting the responses. And just like you mentioned, every industry is trying to hire these prompt engineers. So for example, a law office might hire one just to create a, a library of prompts so that they know where they can get this information when, when they need to. Because it's so new right now that we can't really figure out like what, it's, what it can actually do. So you have to keep trying with it. And that's the biggest job. And the great thing about this new job is you don't need any technical language. All you have to know is English and an understanding of these AIs. So both healthcare, law, uh, any kind of industry, you name it, is taking advantage of AI right now. But again, it is so new. It's going so fast. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at MidJourney, which is the AI that does text prompts to, to create actual images, Version five of Midjourney is is almost photorealistic. You can't even tell that that is a fake photo. And so when we think about misinformation, you know, and how much that's going to affect that as well, I the, I do agree that we need to pause. I just don't know if six months is going to be enough. I think this should have been done about five six years ago because now the cat's out of the bag and we're just trying to contain it. And these companies are trying to make money, and that's going to stop a lot of them from putting the brakes on. On AI, and that's where I get concerned. We we didn't slow down these social media companies, and now our young people, in some ways, are addicted. Our news yeah. uh, ecosystem has been turned upside down, not for the better, in my opinion. Uh, huge impact to these social media companies. Then you go to the Googles of the world, even Facebook to a certain degree. The amount of information that they have, TikTok as well, that they use uh, against us and selling and our data that they now own. So we've already seen the pro problem manifest itself uh, through uh, our data and, and through our children using social media. Now with AI, it goes uh, a lot further. I was just thinking about when you're talking about the, the photograph, I saw a picture of Boris Johnson, the former prime minister of the UK. Uh, there was an AI generated photo, just you give it some parameters and they wanted to show police arresting uh, Boris Johnson. And I, I saw the picture. It was digital. It was clear. And if you push that out on Twitter or social media and say, look, Prime Minister's just been arrested, well, you would think it is just based on the photos that you're seeing. And it and it's not true whatsoever. Um, and, and, I, and for me, it hit home, actually, of all things. And I've I found a, a radio a GPT, it's called. And basically what this machine does is it plays disc jockey and it's an online radio station. And the disc jockey is a machine and they just scour 250,000 pieces of online social media to get information on artists, the local weather, and this person becomes a disc jockey throwing to conventional music. So there is no need for disc jockeys anymore in a lot of these smaller markets. So, I mean, the question is, where does this end? And I don't think anybody knows. Well, where, when do we have the AI talk show host on radio? Uh, oh, it's Jack, coming. I, I can I, see <laughs> Well, I just just to give you an example, I saw a movie trailer. Uh -huh. Everything was created by AI. The music, the script, every single scene was created by an AI machine. And it kind you know, you could kind of see it looked a little wonky, but like they just created this technology. And what you were saying about the photos, that company Midjourney, mm -hmm. it's only one year old. There's only eleven people in that in that company. And think of how much they're they're changing society. So the, the, the fact is Midjourney stopped their free trials because people were abusing it. They entered the Chinese market and as part of the parameters, Jazz, you can't do any political satire. You can't take the president Xi Jinping and, and do a 
political satire photo of him. And that's how they got into China. So they're really making the rules as they go. Just And like you said, with the social media companies, we asked them to be the moderators of themselves. And we saw how that worked out. So I think the same thing is happening now with these AI companies. Well, I mean, it's it, we can laugh about, um, you know, Boris Johnson being arrested. It, it's, it's mischievous. It's, it, it's satire, whatever it may be. But put that in the hands of Vladimir Putin and what's happening in Ukraine, and it gets yeah. incredibly dangerous. And so a, a flashpoint in one of these areas where things are very tense, and all it takes is one picture, and you can manipulate people, and it can instigate uh, conflict. And, and that's the challenge. And you, and you can add it in many other parts of the world. And that's very, very scary. So uh, I didn't say I'd ever say this, but I kind of agree with Elon Musk. And so I hope I yeah. hope there's something, somewhere along the way, government wakes up to this, because it's going to take legislation, that's for sure. Andy, thanks for your time. Thanks, Chaz.